Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. When you need hospital care and first walk into that big, mysterious building wondering what to do next, wouldn't it be nice to have someone right there to guide you? We're going to talk about patient care management today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Welcome to our program with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, this is a topic very near and dear to your heart. It is because when we understand uh, the mental and emotional dynamics that patients and their caregivers are experiencing when they first walk into a clinical environment, a hospital environment, Uh, The building is big. There's a lot of different departments. There are different people that you have to speak to. There are different tests that one needs to do. People mentally and emotionally are overwhelmed by this environment. As a matter of fact, I've had patients tell me that, you know, I was so fearful about coming because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And so understanding the dynamic of providing a structured mechanism that will allow people's care to be managed, to provide them information, direction, and insight, and overall just comfort and care is really important. Yeah, when you walk in that first time, and we both know what that's like. I mean, there's a lot of courage it takes to take that first step. Well, the brick and mortar of a facility is massive. There's a lot of halls. There are different signs. Uh, you see folks that you don't know. Yeah, that you're not from... scurrying around. Exactly. <laughs> you, you see other patients. And so, uh, again, it's unfamiliar territory, quite frankly. You're, you're not comfortable initially, and nor should you be. So, again, we're really going to understand the power and the magnitude of providing care in a structured manner that will help people to assimilate to this environment when they first walk through the you door. You might be surprised how much there is to talk about when it comes to care management. So we're, we're asking a very special friend to join us here today in a moment. We are. We're going to talk to an individual who this is what they do. They manage the care of patients, and actually they provide leadership for other managers of care of patients. And so we're going to really hear some intricate information of how that works, what does that look like, some mechanisms that are used to actually facilitate and execute that, and talk about some specifics around caring and the management of care that every patient and their caregiver should be familiar with. Well, I look forward to it. Uh, Bring any verse of scripture to mind for you? Yep. The spiritual nugget for the day that we're going to use and utilize is 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verses 6 through 7. And it basically tells us this, and how appropriate is this scripture? Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And our operative verse is verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. This scripture is going to help us really grapple with and understand the content of today's conversation, because you have to humble yourself to put yourself in that That's type right. of environment. It's, it's humbling, and there's a humility that goes with that, but understanding that you're placing yourself in the hands of those who care for you and are invested in your care is going to raise your level of confidence and allow one to go forward and believe that good things potentially can happen there to you. There is them. joy in serving others. It we'll is. talk about that today with our guest and just a moment so you stay with us. In the meantime, please go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. One more time, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. 
We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. As we talk about care management today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, remember, no case is typical. You should not expect these same results. Today, we have Elizabeth Rekluski, who's going to talk to us about care management. All right, Elizabeth, great to have you with us here today. Tell me, what does that mean, care management? What do you do? Basically, it is what the title says, is managing care for our patients, being comprehensive and holistic in the care that we provide for our patients. Anyone who's walked through the front door of a hospital... Mm-hmm. is immediately confronted with a big mystery. It's a big building. There's lots of things, you know, you're pointed here, you're pointed there. Absolutely. You help people, don't you? We try in every aspect, um, again, being very holistic and working our patients through the hospital um, and their journey. Uh, it's it's incredible what they have to do and be part of. So the nurses that are part of care management are essential with that patient care. It literally starts when they walk in the door? Literally starts when they walk in the door and helping them kind of navigate through their care and their work with their oncologist and their um, care team that's here. Help me understand, Elizabeth, what's the process for the patient? They'll meet with their medical oncologist to discuss a medical care plan for them. That's where the care manager will then be a part of in the clinic. Um, They'll meet with the patients, explain to them how to reach them, um, apply a a 24-7 availability for our nurses to be available for those patients. They'll, during that clinic visit, guide them through that treatment plan to make sure that there's an understanding of what is expected, what is going to happen next, because I think that's where the fear comes in. And the nurse, again, will guide the patient in her assessment of what the further needs may be. If we do need to address some social services aspects, if we do, in this case, maybe look at um, a spiritual need that may be missing or misguided or or just lacking, then we'll um, refer to our uh, pastoral care, our mind and body. Um, and those are things that are unique. And the, the nurse will take a companion's leap in with a patient to that aspect mm-hmm. and make sure that that's taken care of for the patient. So what begins at the front door continues all the way through the process, all the way through outpatient services. Absolutely. So the patient will be guided through his appointment or her appointments. And then once they go home, uh, the nurse care manager is their connection with them at home. So we we provide that link um, to cancer treatment centers. We're those nurses that are there for the patient, again, 24-7, with questions, concerns, and um, making ourselves available for them. Lo, I will be with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. Absolutely. Care manager. And we'll talk more about this, but it, it follows through even when they leave the uh, the center, right? And that's essential. That's the piece that care management shines is that we're, we're their connection. Once they're home, we're able to connect with them. And what are some of the unique dynamics of supporting patients with their management of care? What are some of those unique elements of things in terms of discharge planning, uh, uh, allowing uh, communication with uh doctors back home for people who travel from so far 
our care managers are able to connect with those local providers and connect with those patients and provide that support, that missing link, if you may, um, of care that helps to kind of coordinate things to make sure we're affecting them holistically, able to kind of join every effort that we can to provide every care that we can for them. Now, with respect to that, also internally, I know that your care management team also communicates with with some of the other integrative care model providers, pastoral care, mind-body medicine, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about, because again, our audience here that that we're speaking to are faith-based, people of faith, people who have a deep abiding faith. Talk about how you communicate and interact with the internal pastoral care team in making sure that uh, the needs of patients are met from a spiritual perspective and give some examples of how care management gets involved in that. As a nurse, we're we're assessing the patients. Um, we're doing mind, body, and spirit assessments. We're looking and we're listening to patients to see what their needs mm-hmm. are. Um, looking and being respectful for their faith base, linking that spiritual aspect for the patients, um, being that interlink with pastoral care, connecting them with that religious aspect if that's what's needed for them. As a nurse, assessing that need um, is something that uh, care management um, is specializing in. We're going to bring that aspect to the patient's care because that spiritual need is part of that healthy care, that holistic module that we provide. Let's talk about something that's a little more out of the realm of spiritual care specifically, but it's tied into the exact um, focus of of your pastoral care providers, and that is advanced directives. And this is a subject that uh, many of our listening audience may not be very aware of. How do you coordinate that care in communicating with pastoral care with regard to the advanced directive needs of patients? Again, as nurses, we assess, we figure out what what the needs are, and if the advanced directives is something that is essential with their patient care to identify that maybe pastoral care needs to come with us to go down that path with that patient to discuss what is what is further needed for them and um, looking at that journey. So it's very collaborative. Oh, absolutely. And if absolutely. you don't mind, just talk a little bit about what an advanced directive is and how important it is from a medical care perspective. It's uh, advanced directive basically our guidelines for the medical professional to identify for the patient's wishes of what their further care would want to be. If for um, God willing, again, something to happen where they weren't able to make the decisions for life-saving care at the end of care, that they would um, appoint a, a point person for either a family member, caregiver, that would allow us to have them make directions for us to give cardiac care or ventilation care. That's where advanced directives help us as a medical professional. And I think uh, what's important about having this conversation, specifically from a faith-based perspective, uh, being in the vocation of being a a pastor and a minister, there are many people from a spiritual care perspective who do not necessarily want to have that discussion or focus in on talking about advanced directives, but it is so critical while being a patient inside of a medical institution that is necessary to have that discussion. I want you to just speak to our listening audience and tell them why it's important to be willing and open to have a discussion about their advanced directives while in a hospital, while being a person of faith. Absolutely. Um, Being a person of faith myself, I, I can relate to having God 
intervene in my life. But with that intervention of God, it, it, it allows the medical professionals to work in his name and working with the ideas that patients have for their, their future of what they want. If it comes to where they can't speak or their inability of making decisions that allows that person, uh, whoever they elect to make those hard decisions. Um, you know, God has us on our journey and, and he takes us to different places and he allows people such as myself and nurses to be part of that journey and letting them uh, know what wishes are to work in God's name for those patients helps us to be the best providers we can. Elizabeth, uh, in care management, I get the impression that all the latest technology is used, but you never lose sight of the individual. Absolutely. It's, it's people and they and in the spiritual sense, it's their souls and you know, they're, they're hurting physically, but you don't lose sight of what they, what they need as people. And that, that so impresses me. The electronics are there to guide us, to give us assistance, but it is the person that drives the care, yeah. what their needs are. And as I mentioned, looking at holistically, their mind, body, and spirit is what we need to take into account. So electronics help guide us as medical professionals, but, um, the person is what is essential in the care. Even if they go home to Alaska, you mentioned you have patients who go home to all points of the U.S. I had a very close patient that was in Alaska that we worked well with as well. How do you do that? Care beyond borders. I think that's where we excel is that it does not matter what state you're in. Um, we work with the local providers. We'll work with that patient, uh, insurances and things like that, again, to integrate whatever care that you might need. When there's a patient who has got so many things swirling around, and first of all, they've gotten a diagnosis they don't want to hear. And second of all, all this mystery of uh, what do I do now? You, you help with that. That's the scary part. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's where our nurses come as a support. Um, I, I'm happy to say we are unique in ourselves too, that we're available 24 seven for our patients. So they will always have a nurse on that line to talk with them wow. and work that? with them through this journey. And I wanted to just have you speak a little more specifically to that because uh, I believe, as I understand it, that there are required a uh, follow up phone calls that are made to patients when they discharge to to check in with them to see how they're doing how things are going Absolutely. talk to that process a little bit and the commitment to it because that sounds very unique and very powerful Again, that's where we use our electronic methods to make sure that we're on track with our patients post-discharge, once they're discharged, making sure we're making a follow-up call to integrate their services, making sure their services are, are available. Things happen. Um, we want to make sure that every possible aspect for that patient to have the care at home that they need is fulfilled. And that's 24 hours or seven days a week. Yes, sir. That is awesome. Because what I think of when I hear that from a spiritual perspective is the scripture that says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Mm -hmm. How appropriate with regard to being a care manager. You have got a terrific team to do all that. You must really appreciate that. I do. I, I, I have such wonderful nurses with their integrative care and their backgrounds, their skills that they present. Um, again, that, that helps with that, that passion for our patient care and uh, bringing that holistic care for our patients. Now, how do you manage your care and managing the care of so many people who are <laughs> hurt and sick. How do you manage your care in caring for others? 
that's the hardest part for healthcare providers to provide their own self care. Physician heal thyself. Exactly of themselves. And, you know, I I can't speak to this is that's, that's part of that spiritual journey that I, I reach myself and I look to my faith to guide me in, in what I do and the, the wisdom that I get, um, uh, the availability that, um, God grants me every day to have that aspect in my life. Well, we continue to pray that the Lord will keep you and your team as you continue to provide care to so many people at the end of the day managing the care of others is so essential and important elizabeth rigluski uh, god bless you thank you for what you're doing you're spending your life uh, in a, just a worthy way uh, thank you so much for your service i thank you and there's more with percy mccray coming up here on health hope and inspiration found online at health hope and stay with us If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. I'm Wade Shepard. Great to be back with you, along with Reverend Percy McRae from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, it came up in the conversation with Elizabeth a moment ago about advanced directives. We need to talk about that. You know, Wayne, this is a very important subject. Uh, over the years of, of me serving patients and supporting their caregivers uh, in a clinical environment, What comes up in conversation and what is necessary to come up in conversation is talking about advanced directives. Let's let's unpackage what an advanced directive is. Yes, please do. An advanced directive basically is a document by which a patient makes provision for healthcare decisions uh, in the event that in the future he or she becomes unable to make those decisions for themselves. Although the names vary by state, there are essentially two main types of advanced directives the living will, and the durable power of attorney for health care. The term is speaking to the idea of empowering a patient to grant you permission as a healthcare organization to make decisions on their best interest that they need to put in writing. They need to first distinguish whom they would like to make decisions for them if they are not able to make decisions for themselves. So many things happen in a clinical environment. Patients sometimes, because of medication reactions, are not able to respond or react appropriately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, in some cases, patients slip into a comatose situation where they're not able to react or respond to their... Sad but true. Yes. And so... Uh, We need to be proactive in making sure, number one, that we've asked patients, what would you want us to do in that situation? And whom would you want us to have a conversation with? And thirdly, what is it specifically that you want that person to do on your behalf? So that's called an advanced directive. So what typically happens if there is no directive? It speaks to a very chaotic and emotionally charged experience, and I have seen many of them 
where you will experience caregivers, family members arguing, yeah. fighting. They're already under tension because of the of the sickness of a loved one. But add this on top of it, it's got to be a lot to bear. It's a lot of stress because, again, no one has really thought through what we should or shouldn't do. And what happens is that you have many caregivers who then try to impose their will of thought upon the situation, which may not necessarily reflect what the patient's wishes or rights or desires are. And we want to eliminate that as much as possible. So we want to speak to this audience very clearly because my experience, Wayne, over the years, because of being people of faith and we're trusting and believing God, we're expecting good things to happen. Uh, I've had individuals, pastors in particular, to say to me, we don't really need to have that conversation. That's not important because I'm using my faith. I'm believing God. Everything is going to be fine. And that is the optimal thought and belief going into any healthcare experience. You hear that often. Very often. But the reality is there are things that do happen and transpire that if we have not had that conversation, if individuals have not considered that, then they are not prepared and you put your family in a very uh, uncomfortable, awkward situation where they are arguing or disagreeing with each other. And we need to have decisions made based upon the patient's desires. And they need to think about that. They need to articulate that. And it needs to be placed in writing. Why are we so uncomfortable with this? Well, again, in some cases, many people are simply struggling with mortality, struggling with uh, death and dying. And and from a faith perspective, again, the Word of God tells us very clearly that it is appointed once for every man to die and then the judgment. So we need to get that on the table. Being a person of faith and dying is not necessarily one giving up on their faith or not trusting in God. It's kind of an erroneous theological dilemma and conundrum that we need to help people to become a little more comfortable with at the end of the day. Well, it just occurs to me that we, you know, we don't adopt that attitude when it comes to making out a will or taking care of other matters of life. You know, we 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 make sure that our wishes are known and are known to others. And I'm going to use a different analogy. There have been many times that I've presented this conversation at the bedside in a clinical environment, and I've always used the analogy, no one enjoys talking about life insurance or car insurance or house insurance. But as soon as you have an accident or something takes place, you are glad that you have had that conversation and something is in place to immediately take action if necessary. An advanced directive needs to be thought of in the similar scenario. No one is giving up on their faith or your faith or belief that good things are potentially going to happen to you from a healthcare perspective. But in the event, God forbid, something does take place that you did not expect or you were not believing to take place, that you have something in place, particularly that protects your family from having to make tough decisions at the bedside under emotional circumstances. So when's the best time to do this? It's a very interesting question. I know that with the care management team, and and Elizabeth made mention of this, part of their job and their role is to have those discussions at the very beginning of, of a patient's entry into the facility, talking about patient care, talking about care management. That's part of caring and managing the care of patients before they even realize that they need to have this discussion. So when, when they're doing well and there hasn't been a diagnosis that has taken place, that question is being asked of them 
initially as they enter into the facility. Do you have an advanced directive? Are you willing to sit down and talk about an advanced directive? And what's important to that is this is prior to having a diagnosis or a prognosis because it's not indicative that we know something that the patient doesn't know and that we're anticipating something bad to Mm -hmm, happen for mm -hmm, them. We get that conversation out the way right up front. Right, right. And it takes the emotion out of it as well. Well, because there is no emotion at that point. The patient hasn't started treatment. There There hasn't been any clinical prognosis that has been made. Let's sit down and talk about proactively getting this out the way, putting this in your patient file and record so that we can have that in place. And hopefully we'll never have to refer to it or use it. But if we do, it is there. Uh, The patient is clear and sound. They're not making emotional decisions or judgments. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we have it in place if and when it is needed to be utilized. Yeah. And I like the fact that there's an opportunity to talk about it and to get counsel about it before we have to sign anything. That is correct. And so, again, part of caring for patients and providing care management is being able to address things that in many cases patients aren't even considering or thinking of because the average cancer patient has so many things going on in their head, so many questions that they're trying to uh, address, and they're just information and things that they're not considering and thinking of. We're there. They're there. The care managers are there to help them sort through those sorts of conversations. Well, this has been a very helpful conversation conversation here today and our thanks to Elizabeth who joined us earlier to Percy of course and if you want more information contact Cancer Treatment Centers of America at our toll-free number 855-929-HOPE with Percy McRae I'm Wayne Shepard hey thanks for listening this week Percy great to be with you we'll come back next time. it's good to be here God bless have a great day don't miss the next health hope and inspiration Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.